Are you ready to be awakened and empowered in your calling and purpose? Are you a builder and shaper of the church, marketplace, and society? Welcome to Transformation Generation Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Schneider, and I look forward to helping you get equipped as a catalyst of the kingdom in your sphere. But I remember one time I was in a meeting, and I really was desperate for a word of God. You know, was really desperate for God to speak to me prophetically. Where just where we were at, because we had been coming, you know, we were in the midst of a, of a five-year drought personally uh, in the church. I mean, there was moments we didn't even have $5 to purchase a, a bag of milk for our kids. Wow. And my wife in real estate, and, you know, we had just opened a business, uh, a, a, a daycare, and, and things weren't, weren't good. And I was so desperate for a word from God. Mm. And I was in this meeting and the prophet, all this prophet said was, the good is not yours mm. and the bad is not yours. Yes. And that really hit me. And I think it was the, the word good that is I, not yours and the bad is not yours. So whatever good comes your way, give it back to God. Give it back to God. Because glory and the honor is mm. his. Mm. And when they speak bad about you, when the that is coming towards you. When you're encountering all of these things, that is not yours either. Yeah. What I and that really helped me for those moments. And let me tell you, I had good friends, good leaders, yeah. pastors, apostolic leaders that stood with us. I did. I did during those, that time. I had really good friends, pastors, leaders that were with us, journeyed with us. But even when the bad was coming towards us, I remember that word. Yeah. They're not talking about me. They're yeah. not mocking me. Yeah. They're not judging me. It, I, don't, I don't have to keep this. This is not mine. Yeah. I don't need to carry that because this, whatever bad they're talking about, whatever they don't understand or think, saying that I'm fabricating, whatever it is, this is not mine. Mm, beautiful. This is the Lord's. Beautiful. And I gave it back to him. So that kind of releases that burden, that weight, that responsibility of carrying something that is not yours. I mean, the good is not mine. I'm, I'm just a vessel. And I just happen to be there at that moment. And, and he's using me in, in, in my house. And, and he chose to use my house for that time to touch our city, touch the people. And in, in, in the glory just came. I was just a vessel. And it doesn't belong to it you. It does not belong to Beautiful. me. When Beautiful. I take ownership, then it's no longer his. Beautiful. And, and when I took, take ownership, even of, of the stuff that is not so good, because mm -hmm. he took it all upon himself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? And I understood that. And that's why that word really carried us through that as well. And it's been, it's been a lifeline for us yeah. through yeah. the different seasons of yeah. our life. Yeah. yeah. Wow, those of you that are watching so far, I know you're, you're blessed by this. And I find that, that many leaders that are able to speak about revival and give these kind of in, incredible keys, it's because they've gone through it. They've experienced it. And this is just gold right here. You know, you hear about the, the Randy Clarks and the different ones that would talk about going low. You hear these stories where in revival they learned how to go low, how to be humble, where we see very much today the, the building our own kingdoms and the territorialism. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this and, and uh, 
you know, we don't want to get too, too yucky here, but, but the territorialism in our churches today, and we see this in Canada, mm. where I've even heard people say, you know, you need to contact me if you're coming to preach in my area. So true. I'm kind of the apostle of the, this area. And some of it I had heard for the first time when you would tell me your experiences in the region. Yeah. Um, what do you think is the cause of this territorial mindset among pastors and leaders? When we should be working to, I, I know this is a utopia, this is a, an ideal but yeah, shouldn't we be working together for the greater cause of the kingdom? True, and and I, I, I'm not a fan of pancakes in in breakfast meetings, in prayer, wing night, pizza night, movie night. Yeah. I mean, I love a fellowship. Yeah, we yeah. love having fellowship. But listen, let's just be real and honest, because when we come to those prayer breakfast and meetings, we're already divided in our hearts. Shatalabasha. We sit around the table. We have the pancakes we have the bacon we eat the breakfast we pray together but in our hearts in we're our already hearts divided we're divided and there's no blessing in that wow there's no honor in that someone once asked me uh what is going to be the key to bring unity when i told that leader when you're willing to cross the street and die for that leader mm. wow wow and we need to, I think you touched on, on your sermon this past Sunday about honor during Father's Day message. Yeah, I, it's yeah. in, we need to understand Cost and value honor. honor. Yeah. And yeah. honor is not cultivated around a breakfast meeting, a prayer meeting. It's when I, when I choose in my heart that what you're doing is valuable. Your life is valuable. Your ministry is valuable. I'm, when I understand and I'm, I'm just a small piece of the whole puzzle of the, the body, kingdom of God. The body. And you're willing to go the distance for that brother or that yes. sister. And yeah. when, when, when you're rejoicing, I need to rejoice with you. Mm. When you're being blessed, I need to rejoice with that. Mm. And I need to support that. There is blessing when we rejoice with one mm. another. When we honor one another. When we, and that's how we're going to deal with the territorial jealous spirit that so infiltrates our hearts and minds mm -hmm. in ministries in Canada, for example, and I'm you sure know, around the world in different countries. Yeah, it, the principle is the same the everywhere. Same. Uh, you know, I saw, and, and it makes me laugh a bit because I think the only thing unified sometimes about those meetings is we all ordered Coca-Cola or we all had coffee in our hand, but really when it comes down to it, totally divided. Even this, this show that we have here, when we first launched, I put it out on Facebook and thanking uh, Solomon Davies, mm -hmm. uh, who has a show as part of this network. And, and most people don't know that where this all started was uh, I saw something that Solomon was doing online. And I took a moment while scrolling. Because sometimes it's more impactful, the people who don't like your posts. <laughs> you know, not to get into social media here, but why don't why? you like, you know. Why and I, you like I it, saw something he was doing, and I was so excited for him. Yeah. And I took the time to hit like and put a comment of awesome or go, 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 or we're cheering you on. That led to a conversation which led to this moment, which, you see, when we, when we lift each other up. Yeah. We really can expand the kingdom in yeah. such a way that is a game changer. Love is the breathing ground for miracles. 
And where there's great love, there will be abundance of miracles. Yeah, yeah. And the kingdom of God is is large enough for all of us. It is. It is. But we must understand that we're just a piece of the greater puzzle. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the only place that I've really seen it firsthand in, in such a tangible way was the revival that came out of Cali, Colombia. Mm. And it was Julio Rubal who had been just championing things leading up to that revival for unity. That was his, his thing. He yeah. wanted unity among pastors and leaders, and he couldn't find it. Mm. He couldn't get it. Yeah. And one day he was shot and killed by one of the cartels on the street. Uh, his daughter and, and his wife, Ruth, actually found him. And uh, since then, of course, they've gone around the world since the revival started mm. telling this story. Uh, but he died. And at the funeral, all of those quarreling, competing pastors all came together. And I think they even have it on video around even his coffin. They began to pray. Mm. They began to repent. Mm. And there was such a genuine unity that came out of that seed of Julio's life uh, that the revival broke out yeah. in Cali, Colombia and became, you know, what yeah. it is to this day. Uh, and so we see that unity... Among believers, there really is a commanded blessing. There is. But there's such a high price. Mm -hmm. Be careful when you're praying for revival. Mm -hmm. Because there's a high price that is associated to all of that. Seed has to go into the ground. And yeah. die. So true. We must die. You know, we need to die to ourselves. We need to die to everything. I mean, we just, this, our seed needs to die. And if we don't die, then... Uh, there is, they'll, they'll, it will be always me and ever yeah. Christ in me, yeah. through me. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Joe, this is just incredible. And, and we're not done yet. I'm so excited to have my beautiful wife uh, with us today. Now, she's, we're going to shift this interview now over to my wife, asking a few questions that allow Joe and I to dialogue a bit and have a conversation around some of these subjects and so let's just go there. Honey? <laughs> Thank you so much, Pastor Derek and Pastor Joe. So question for you both, Pastor Derek and Pastor Joe. What is God doing in Canada right now? Oh, that's, 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 a, that's a deep, deep, deep <laughs> big question. These are questions that we get from different places. And so I thought, okay, let's use them here. Yeah. <laughs> You go ahead. You're what the is, guest on this show. What is God doing in Canada right now? I mean, I can only speak for, for myself. Um, you know, even I am the leader also of the Ontario Prophetic Council for our province. And uh, I kind of put that on a pause for a little bit. The Ontario Prophetic, Prophetic Council. Council. Yeah. Okay. And uh, what is God doing? I believe what God, God is taking his church back to, to, to the square one, I believe. You know, one of the words that God gave me for 2022 it was into him to see intimacy with the father i think it's time for us to really get back to the basics of who are we're called to be what is our gifting and calling in our sphere of influence i mean we're we're leaders uh, in, you know i have a church my wife also has a real estate uh, uh, she's a real estate agent. We have a uh, business as well. We have uh, 22 staff with, with uh, 
Right now in the summer, we're going to have 90-some kids in our program for our daycare. So life is really busy. Um, you know, we're in, in ministry, but we're also in the marketplace. And what is God doing within, in the church? I feel that God is really taking it back to that place of intimacy with Him so we can see what must take place after this. Mm-hmm. Because we've been coming out of a season of, of uh, you know, virus around the world, you know, people, I don't know if I should be in church. I don't know if it's safe. I, you know, you know, suddenly everybody became a televangelist overnight. Mm. <laughs> even those that are... Or a fact checker. Yeah. Even those that spoke against the televangelist, suddenly they became one. <laughs> overnight, like they're, <laughs> you know, taking offerings online and doing all this stuff. I think God really is pulling us back to a place of intimacy so we can see him. And really examine our hearts. I mean, I'm speaking for myself. You know, examining our ministry. Examining our motive of doing what we're doing. Why we do what we do. Why are we, you know, why do I have to do this? You know, and even with our leadership, we've really been thinking and really talking and praying. Even, you know, we were doing conferences, you know, every month, every other month. Why do we want to do the things that we've been doing? Mm-hmm. What is the purpose? Mm-hmm. You know, and all of, I think God is really taking us back to that place of intimacy so we can see what must take place next. Mm. Oh, that's good, Joe. Um, for myself, you know, when I, when I look at Canada which in this last season, the eyes of the world mm. have been on this nation. And it hasn't been pretty, right. which is interesting. Canada, the peacekeeping nation. Um, Canada, the free. And suddenly you have, if it's not actual communism or socialism, you have, we're dancing with the spirit of it. Um, you have covid You have laws being passed that rival some of North Korea's laws. Uh, Shocking things. And where I really saw the chaos and confusion emerge for Canada was we were praying people. Mm. We have held marathons across the country of Mm -hmm. prayer, intercession. Our spiritual DNA as a nation were known for intercession, movements of intercession, and highly prophetic. I mean, in in some parts of the world, they'll say Canada's a bit of a strange bed for, uh, what what did I hear, a hotbed for strange prophetic. We have the extremes as well. But I found it fascinating that with all of the prayer and with all of the prophesying and with all of even the emphasis on governmental influence, Mm. The nation has not been transformed. Mm -hmm. And we actually watch things get worse. I released an article at kind of the height of all of this about stopping the Canadian national train of calamity. Mm. The the chaos. And I I really believe that God was addressing a mindset. Uh, I'll give this first, which is, Okay, we gathered together and prayed about it. We did our job. Now, we're done. Yeah. We, and we left it up to... And, and I love, I always quote Dr. Pat Francis who said, well, you were prayer walking the block. The Muslims bought the block and built a mosque on it. There you go. The prayer without action 
has put Canada in mm -hmm. a deficit. Mm -hmm. I really believe that. However, now, when there's enough challenges, enough calamity, it spurs the people of God to action. Where, where before, we would call a, uh, a crisis prayer meeting uh, for God to somehow change the election results. Mm -hmm. Or we would gather and pray outside of the voting booths that God will supernaturally yeah. make people vote different. But the reality is, the government you have is the government you chose. Yeah. And it's a reflection. It's actually a reflection of the morality of the people, mm. which is a reflection of the morality of the church. Mm. I remember when my dad said this. He said, this wow. is who they voted for. Yeah. And so we began to look for ways to change government. And it's, it's what's being talked about now that we wanted to legislate change mm -hmm. without having had true change yeah. that comes by Jesus Christ to the hearts of the people. We want to make legislations, and we think that will bring revival mm -hmm. rather than revival. And then the legislations change. I, I'm of the belief that you change the hearts of the people, you'll change the government. Yeah, the government totally. will change. And so I watched as all of our what I called charismatic religious default settings were challenged. And I believe, although we've come through such difficulty, we've come out a bit better, a bit wiser. We've been retooled a bit. Mm. We shifted online. Mm -hmm. I mean, I watched Canadians. One thing you'll notice, and I've, I've done ministry in Asia, I've done ministry in Eastern Europe, where there is true... Um, persecution, there's often still a joy among believers, yeah. even in the underground church. Mm -hmm. I didn't see the joy on, on Canadians during the season. Yeah. And that was disappointing. And I watched as a nation that has been very much a comfort-based culture mm -hmm. was uncomfortable. And our stuff showed we're fighting over mask or no mask. Yeah. It, it's a holy war with the pastor down the street because, you know, and, and we're majoring on these minors. And I'm thinking, you know, surely our Christianity can handle a few months not gathering in the building, God forbid. Yeah. But I believe God gave us a window to deal with some of that stuff some of the comfort level stuff, and then to shift us beyond the four walls. Do you know, there have been pastors and churches during that season that reached more people than ever before. Mm -hmm. Our totally. ministry shifted online. Yeah. We're, we're touching people around the world. You look for the opportunity in the crisis. Yes, so true. And so for me, watching Canada, it's like watching a boxer get up off the mat, shake it off, yeah. <laughs> you know, we took a bit of a beating. Now what are we going to do different? Mm -hmm. and, and I believe it begins with the church, mm -hmm. the moral compass. I don't think we're as, as, as shiny as we thought we were. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know as a pastor where people have been at. You're hearing statistics now of pastors and leaders not even believing in the Holy Spirit as a person. Yeah. You know, Rixie and Matero shared those Barna's uh, statistics. God has no problem introducing or allowing challenge and crisis. Yeah. And even you could call it judgment mm -hmm. 
because the judgment of God takes chaos and puts it in order, as much as it hurts. You're watching God allow things that will bring us to our knees, Mm -hmm. and, and it actually is putting things in order, though it's painful. And he's allowed it to bring change in yeah, Canada. Yeah, and even with, you know, uh, listen, even with the aspect of the prayer for revival, and we need to pray. You know, and when I say that, we, we need to pray. We, we don't pray enough. We need to pray. But, you know, one of the things that I kept even hearing people during COVID is, you know, uh, they would pray for their leaders and pray for our, our prime minister and pray, and then... As soon as I was done, and they all start cursing, and he's this, and he's that, yeah, yeah. and we, we we have to be careful with our with our words. You know, our words are so powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, we can give life or we can bring curse, and with the same tongue we bring life or we speak curse. And and I heard a lot of that. I learned heard a lot of of prayer, but I also heard a lot of cursing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. bringing down the government, and he's like this, and mm-hmm. he's like that, and they're like this. Well, sometimes if we're going to choose to pray, then pray. Yeah. But be careful what you sow with your with your words, because those are seed that we're yeah. sowing into the atmosphere, and then we want to see something different. Yeah. But then our seeds don't align with that. You know, God is really calling the church back to be the primary discipler of the nation. Mm. And you might say right there like, whoa, whoa, of course we're to disciple the nation. I think we've been looking at politicians to make legislations, disciple our nation for us while the church sits back within its four walls. Listen, you wake up the church on an organic level right across the country, what we're trying to do with our history makers trainings and cell groups. Uh, you wake up the church on that level, you'll have a different outcome in politics. We, the church, yes. are responsible for discipling the That's nation. Right. Yes, you know, and even with within in that, I mean, people are, oh, Canada is in this, you know, we, there's no hope. There's, we're going from bad to worse. No, no, there is hope. Mm-hmm. You know, even though the world is going to get darker, the church, the light, we get brighter. are going to get brighter. Absolutely. We need to get closer to him. We need to come into a place mm-hmm. of intimacy with him. We need to start honor one another. We need to start speaking life over our nation, over our leaders. And we need to, I had a, someone not too long ago come to me and say, well, I have this passion for, for, for politics, but my pastor doesn't want me to go there because as a Christian, I should not be in politics. We need to start positioning people in every sphere of influence. Training people to yes. enter politics yes. and, and bring influence. You know, I don't ascribe to the, the Seven Mountain Mandate from the perspective of top-down, I've got to become prime minister. Look, I would love a Christian, a righteous prime minister, just as much as the next guy. But until we get him or her, uh, let's bring influence to our local yeah. Uh, government. Let's yeah. train people to become the MPs. Yes. Let's let's work together on this. Yeah. Change can happen yeah. by an awakened church. Yeah. Wow, that was a good, good answer. Well, thank you, dear. <laughs> thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's proceed. We're having fun. We're having yeah, this, I'm this enjoying. Is loaded, this is loaded content. <laughs> it today. is We're so loaded. Like I'm just enjoying what you guys are sharing. Anyway. As you know that we have just come 
through quite a season with COVID mm -hmm. and all that surrounded us. How did your ministries handle COVID? Oh boy. And I, I think it was, the question was a more practical. Mm -hmm. What what lifts and shifts did we do? You, well, the, the greatest thing about, you know, I, I prior to maybe, excuse me, a couple years prior to, to COVID, I thought, you know what? It, I, I just going to cancel all live stream stuff. And we're just going to, you know, if you want church, you come to the building. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was in that place. I mean, <laughs> come on now. You know, don't forsake the gathering of, of you know. Of, that of doesn't sound very fun, Joe. <laughs> but thank goodness I stayed online, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but uh, we really had to adjust a little bit when it came. But we were already had a presence online. So that was not so hard. But um, the whole, even when we started opening up and the whole thing about mass, I, I did lose some people from my church because the church down the road you know the pastor was preaching no mask and no social distancing and no this and no that and all is well and then you know COVID hits the house and they had shut down for three weeks you know bless them but we had to because there was this I mean I had to under I mean I'm did I like do I like bass no but we had to navigate through all of this because there's some I had to understand there's some people that immune system are you know compromised uh, well, dad was fighting cancer at yes. that time. Yeah. Other people, you know, they're on a different stage in the journey that I am. Mm -hmm. Are they less or more? No, we're all equal on the journey. But, you know, people were fighting and battling anxiety and fear and hearing all these things on the news and all this stuff that was going on. And as a leader, we had to kind of sort of take the middle road. Because this group over here that like, no mask and no social and then there's like please keep the mask please keep the you know we had to navigate through that and bring them all together peacefully because our main focus I was not here to you know protest against this and protest against that I'm a leader that I my main focus is bring everyone into the presence of God into the knowledge of Jesus Christ and to empower them to be all that God has created them to be with a mask or without a mask. And I really, we really had to navigate. It was almost a juggling act daily with that and really navigate through that. It was challenging at times because I had people that were very determined that we should not open the doors. Others, we should have never closed the doors and we shouldn't have a mask. And, you know, there was all of these extremes and we really had to find the middle road to embrace people on their personal journey with God. You know, for us, at that time, we hadn't opened the church officially. We were still functioning as the academy, the society, different parts of the world. And you know, we, we hold a three-day, our standard history makers experience training. That's where all the testimonies come out of. And um, we hold those in person. I was concerned because we weren't able to gather and we discussed shifting. We had been discussing shifting to online for a long time, but you, you don't really do something yeah. un, un, until you have to. Yeah. So God was really, I think, wanting to equip us differently. So we began to prepare to hold our training online. And this was in the Philippines because we were locked down in the Philippines at that time. And so here we are about to hold our three-day training online. We had people register from different countries, different time zones. You know, I'm up 
holding a transformation workshop at three in the morning and teach on system building with complex algorithms. And, you know, I'm sitting there in the Philippines. We've got roosters going off over here. And so here we are holding this Mangos training. Mangoes growing yeah, over Yeah, yeah. You had the whole thing. And, uh, and we wondered how it would go. And do you know what? I, I, I wrestled with it until I had a revelation. Mm. I went to prayer and I said, Lord, I, I feel like you're shifting us this way. I need a word, though. Mm. I want to build on an assurance uh, on, on what you're saying. And I'll never forget, after praying about 45 minutes in tongues, the Spirit of God fell in that room in the Philippines. And I saw the hands of Jesus go out towards the, the laptop screen. And he said, I am online. Mm. And it was so simple. Yeah. But when he says it, and it's him, it's, it's the most profound state. It comes way. with the yeah. weight. Yeah. He said, I am online. So from that point, I said, that's enough for me. I hung my faith hat on mm. that. Mm. And we held our first training. And my wife was there. I'll never forget. Uh, and by the way, shameless plug here. We have another History Makers Experience training at the end of October, October 28th to 30th. Uh, you can have it come across the screen, historymakersacademy.com. You can get more information about that. But here we are, one of the final sessions, and it's called The Meeting with Jesus. So they've come through all the stuff we do with them over three days. Revolutionary training. Specially choreographed environment for, to rewire a person. And the final one is The History Makers, with, uh, is The uh, Meeting with Jesus. And I'm wondering if the presence of the Lord is going to come the way he does in person. Because when we gather in that meeting, he seems to know that it's that workshop. No worship, no nothing. The presence of the person of Jesus just comes and fills that room. There's not a dry eye in the place. We see deliverance, all kinds of things. So there we are, and I begin to pray, and it's the meeting with Jesus, and we're online. It's, we're, we're in Zoom. And suddenly I see the bottom of somebody's sock feet <laughs> facing the camera. <laughs> and, you know, I almost want to demonstrate it here, but, but I'm seeing a sock foot. And I'm thinking, am I seeing what I think I am right now? Yeah. And this woman, totally demon-possessed, is flung back on her couch with her feet in the air. She was completely delivered. Wow. On Zoom. on Zoom. On Zoom. Jesus is on Zoom. <laughs> Jesus you know, is on Zoom. Jesus said to go and preach the gospel yeah. to all the world. Where was the world at that time? Online. Listen, we're almost out of time. And so, Joe, I just have to thank you so much for being with us, especially my wife, my queen, Sarah. And I want to give you guys a little bit of exciting news. Pastor Joe is going to be on this show again in July all him, and uh, he's got much more to share. Let's just put our hands towards the, mm. the camera here with, with, with about 10 seconds left. We bless those who are watching. Yes. We thank you for the spirit of revival. Mm. May it visit your home, your lives, your churches. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks for listening to Transformation Generation Podcast. If you liked what you heard, visit historymakersacademy.com to enroll in one of our cutting-edge trainings. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, History Makers TV, or download our History Makers Society app today.